We're going to go to 1 Samuel chapter number 1. Find it, but don't stand. We'll probably not stand tonight at all because of the way that I'm going to preach this. Um, we're not, I'm not really going to read initially. Uh, we're going to get on into the message uh, here in, in just a moment. But 1 Samuel chapter number 1. And uh, if you find that, and just remain seated tonight. We're told that uh, the scriptures, uh, in the scriptures, that the lives and the events of the saints of God in the Old Testament were given to us for our examples. Paul told the Thessalonians uh, that they were ex- examples to all that believe in Macedonia and in Achaia over in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter number 1. And I believe one of the most straightforward examples of faith promise giving through the grace of God is found in the story of Hannah. And so we're going we're gonna to address that a little bit tonight and try to get on into that and uh, get through that um, by the good grace of God. So I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we'll get on into the message. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we come to you, we come before the throne, and we ask that you would do what only you can do. Lord, we just pray for guidance, we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray for, uh, Lord, clarity of thought and clarity of speech, and uh, Lord, just, just the ability to stay on track with what you've given us tonight. We have an opportunity, Lord, to reach people all around the world through faith, faith, promise, missions, giving. And uh, I I would like for you to challenge us tonight in that way, uh, Lord, to to just show us uh, how faithful you are. And Lord, that that you just require of us that we would be faithful. Uh, I I don't know how you might want to speak to hearts tonight. I just pray hearts be open to whatever uh, whatever you would have folks to do. Bless and help us now as we look into your word. We trust that you're going to do this, for we ask it all. In the perfect name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. <clears throat> Look at First Samuel 1 there and verse number 1. The Bible says, Now there was a certain man of Rathium Zophim of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroam, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, and Ephrathite. And he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah. The name of the other was Penaniah. Penina. I practiced that several times. I really did. You can't tell. But I did. And I still blew it. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of the city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the... Two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priest of the Lord, were there. And when the time, uh, when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. There was a problem here. And the problem was Hannah's barrenness. And although uh, Elkanah was a priest, he had a second wife. Now, we know God never 
condone polygamy. We understand that. But Elkanah married again following the custom of the times because Hannah was barren. And Hannah felt the pain that only a woman can have uh, for not being able to bear a child. You know, often people want to give to missions, but like Hannah, they're barren. It doesn't seem like they have what is there to be able to give. I I really believe the number one excuse um, for people, the number one excuse that people give for not giving to missions is, I can't afford it. I just can't afford it. And they excuse themselves from participating, saying they don't have any extra money. Well, this is a great opportunity to start giving to missions. Um, God has given us a plan to meet the needs of our missionaries, and it's called faith promise giving. Faith promise giving. And it's called faith promise for a reason. Because here's what we do. We pray. We ask God what he would have us to give. Then we promise it by faith. Lord, I will give what you would have me to give each week. I'm trusting you to supply and I'll give. We can see, well, we'll go on with this. We see Hannah's brokenness. Look at verse number six. It says, and her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she, she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Excuse me. Then Elkanah, her husband, uh, to her, Hannah, then said Elkanah, her husband to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? <clears throat> so Hannah was not content to be barren. I mean, she wanted a child to experience fulfillment as a woman. And she wanted to give children to her husband as a token of her love to him. Because a Hebrew man's posterity was bound upon his name, uh, his wife's infertility to conceive a son was regarded as a curse from God. And according to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, having children was a sign of God's blessing. So on the other side of that coin, the Israelites considered the inability to bear children as a curse. But Hannah's barrenness did not diminish Elkanah's love for her. In fact, he gave her twice as much as he had given to Penina, his other wife, when they took offerings up to the Lord. And I have no doubt that she gave a tithe of those portions that she received from her husband because it really would have been impossible for her to worship and to sacrifice without doing so, without doing what God would have her to do. And likewise, and I believe I said it even last week, likewise, if you're not tithing, really you can't make a proper sacrifice or faith promise missions unto the Lord until you begin to tithe. The tithe belongs to the Lord. You give 10%, 10% of everything we have, all of our increase belongs to God. We give that to God. We, We tithe to prove we're honest because that belongs to Him. And we give offerings to prove our love up and above and over our tithe. So Elkanah's giving to Hannah a double portion it antagonized Penina. Can you imagine that? Getting, getting, getting <laughs> the other wife having a problem with this. That's why you don't have two wives. Well, the main reason you don't have two wives because no man can serve two masters. Okay, some of y'all get that. Some of you didn't. Anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Not sorry. Anyway, <clears throat> it, 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 it really, it really, it, it got to Penina. 
And so what she did is she, she, she belittled her rival. She, she belittled Hannah. And uh, none of Elkanah, Elkanah's, Elkanah's assurances of devotion had any ben- beneficial effect on Hannah whatsoever and her sorrow. She was not happy just receiving from her husband and not returning that love. Her husband was faithful to give her a worthy portion, but she really had nothing to give back. And she was brokenhearted about that because she could not give him children. And so there was a bitterness to an extent that sprung up. Look at verse number nine there. It says, so Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by the post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. So there was some bitterness there according to the word of God. And you have to believe that Hannah was embarrassed at the fact that others gave, but she had nothing to give. But she didn't get angry with those who did give. She didn't get mad at those that had provoked her. What did she do? Well, we know that Penina's provocation of her was meant for evil. It was meant for evil. And we know that as believers, we're supposed to provoke one another unto love and to good works. Not the way that Penina was doing. And when Hannah, uh, when Hannah realized she had nothing to give, she didn't get mad at those that were giving or at the fact that she was expected to give. She dealt with her frustration and she dealt with her bitterness the correct way. She went to God about it. And in prayer, she poured out her heart and she turned it all over to him. We'll never go wrong turning it all over to God, for sure. And so... She made a promise, and this promise was expressed, and it was really, well, we see the simplicity of that in verse number 11. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but wilt give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. Excuse me. So her promise was not a complicated thing. But neither is faith promise giving. It's really not. It really is simple. The concept of faith promise giving is that you ask God to supply, and when he does, you just you give it to him. I mean, Hannah trusted God to give her something to give back. It's just that simple. Lord, what would you have me to give? He lays an amount on our heart. Come on, we say we pray. We ask God what he would have us to give. He lays an amount on our heart. And so by faith, we give that. And we're trusting God to provide that he would, that he would, do, that he would do just that. Um, so there's some specifics of this promise. She asked God for a man-child, not just a child. Lord, if you just give me a child. No, no, she asked God for a man-child. She was specific in her request. And faith promise giving is not saying, well, Lord, if you'll just give me more money this week, I'll give some of that to missions. No, that's not the way it works. True, true faith will say something to the extent of, Lord, you've, you have impressed on my heart what you'd have me to give this year. So by faith, I will give that amount. I will give it week after week or month after month or however, however that we are able to give. 
I will give that amount because that's what you've impressed on my heart. Come on, that's what I say about praying. Let me stop right here for just a second. I've said this a hundred times. But I don't want anybody to give one dime more than God would have them to give. But I don't want anybody to give one dime less either. Because when you do, you're beating yourself out of a blessing. You're beating yourself out of, out of seeing God work in your life as only God can work in your, in your life. But there was a real sacredness to this promise. She knew that if God gave it to her, that she would, that she, she, she was to give it back to him. So here's the thing. It was set apart. No, the problem, it was sanctified. It, it, it belonged to, to, to God. In, in other words, our faith promise missions money is not to go for paying bills or pleasure or eating out or holidays when it comes in. It should be set apart for God's work every week. And, 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 and that's exactly what it goes to. We always write out our tithe and offering check before we write anything else. Every week, that's what we write. The tithe comes out, that belongs to God. The offerings that we've promised to give, we write that out. We give to missions, we give to the building fund, we give to the vehicle fund, we give those. Because we told God we'd do those things. And guess what? Week after week, God provides and God provides and God provides and God provides. It's really an amazing thing how he does that. I'm very, very thankful for that. That that we promised that we would give, it's sanctified, it's set apart for him. There's a real sincerity here also, though. Look at verse 12. We're, 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 we're going along good. Verse 12. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How, how long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered, said, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. So she said, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. And then she said this, I love this, and I have poured out my soul you know, when we get real serious with God in prayer, he gets very serious with us, doesn't he? Come on, he is a prayer answering God. And he does give us divine direction as we seek him. I mean, as we pour out our soul to him. She did all that she could do. And she meant every word of this promise. This wasn't something that she was just hoping to provoke God to do something or I'm going to make this deal with God. No, 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 no. I mean, this was a very sincere promise that she was she was making it wasn't just an empty promise to make somebody feel good this was very very important to her uh, she really wanted to do this she really wanted to do this and again our faith promise giving is based on really in a, a desire to do something for God and a desire to do something for others around the world it's not just an it's not just an obligation we shouldn't just feel obligated to do this well if i don't give what's everybody going to think look this in between anybody but you and god that's why on our faith promise card there's no place to sign that we don't know who turns these we don't know who turns these things in 
No, no, it's, it's not something you're going to be asked for. We're not going to be knocking on your door saying, why haven't you come up with the money this week? Any such thing? No, 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 no. This is, this, is, this is, we have a desire to do something. You know, it really amazes me. It amazes me that I'm able to support people all around this world with what little bit that we give. I'm able to support people all around this world and have a part in every work that's going on that we support here at Riverside Baptist Church just because of a willingness to do what God would have us to do. And to think that one of these days, one of these days we will all, we that are saved will graduate and go to heaven and those people that have gotten saved because of the money that you gave and I gave and whatever will be there. I mean, one of these days we're going to realize truly what what our little bit of giving has done. You know, well, preacher, I don't have have very much. Look, look, God just wants you to give what he would have you to give. And it doesn't matter if somebody over here gives a large amount and somebody over here gives a small amount. As long as anybody's given what God wants them to give, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. It's not about the amount that you give. Well, if I give more, God would just love me more. That's dumb. That's, that's, no, 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 no. You can't prove that in Scripture whatsoever. No, God just wants us to do what we can do, what He would have us to do. And I'm telling you, as we do that, we're going to be very blessed by that. I mean, it shouldn't be... It shouldn't be an obligation. It should be a desire to do something for others. So, God tested her promise. Look at verse 17 there. Where are we at here? Verse 17. Um, then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. And the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. So, there was a piece of God's provision there's a peace there. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. We can be sure, listen to me please, we can be sure that when we pray in sincerity to do God's will, that we're going to get an answer. Come on, God, God wants us to know what, God wants us to know what He would have us to do. And if we're sincere with God, talking to God and asking Him, and, and, and we're, praying, we're praying for His will, we're going to get an answer. It's our commission as in, as individuals and as a church to try to reach the lost with the gospel of Christ. Somebody say amen. Come on, that's what we were left here to do, to reach the lost with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what this is all about. It's about, it's about reaching the lost around the world and right here in St. Joseph and around the country. I mean, it's about reaching the lost. Knowing exactly what God wants you to do and trusting Him for the outcome, I'm telling you, friends, that will bring a great peace in the fact that, 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 that what you are doing is according to God's perfect will in your life. Man, I'm doing what God wants me to do. And God's showing Himself mighty because of that. But there's a priority here also. Look at verse 18. And she said, Let, not, uh, let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. And they rose up in the morning early and worshipped before the Lord, and returned and came to their house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So they rose up early in the morning, they worshipped the Lord, and then they returned to their house. When you get involved in faith promise missions, it really should be, it should be a priority. 
I mean, okay, Lord, well, that's what I'm going to give. And so once you make that, you don't just say, well, boy, I got that done, and then forget about it like nothing happened. I mean, you give. Week after week after week, you, you give. Well, I don't know how I'm going to. I know, that's the great part of it. You give, and you're trusting God. Come on, it's faith to promise. You're trusting God that he's gonna, He is going to provide. I was talking to someone here recently that said, I can't, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. You know, God's laid this amount on my heart and I don't know what I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do it. Well, if God's laid that amount on your heart, I mean, and you know that he has laid that amount on your heart, then you just do it. I was hoping to get at least one amen right there. Because we can trust God, right? Come on, we're not playing a game. This isn't some game. We're not stuck in some religion. That's not what this is all about. We're, we've got a God that we can trust. He's going to give us direction, and then we go ahead and follow Him. And such a commitment should make you aware of God's provision. Of God's provision. Well, what do you mean, preacher? Well, given time, you'll begin to see how God is working to supply your need. No, uh, no, no, it'll be an amazing thing. It's like, man, oh man, look at this. It's here again, it's here again, it's here again, it's here again. Uh, and you may not be able to figure it all out on paper, but that's what makes it so amazing. Uh, I mean, God, God is faithful to do what he says that he will do. And we see in this, we see the praise of God's provision. Verse number 18 there said, let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. You know, after they worshiped God, she was completely trusting in, in her God that he would make a provision. She was just trusting in him after that time. I mean, she had peace about it. Faith promise giving is best demonstrated when we worship and rejoice in God's goodness. Not misery and discouragement and complaining because we had to give another offering. But we're resting in the Lord. He's given us peace about this. Lord, is this what you want me to give? Yes. Well, I'm going to write it down. That's what I'm going to give. Yes. No, no, no. And if it is God's will, I guarantee you, He will give you peace about that. There may come, there may come those weeks that it's harder to write the check than other weeks. But we can still trust Him. Uh, I mean, he's going, to, he's going to do what He said He would do. So there's a participation in God's provision. Uh, verse 19 again, And they rose up in the morning early, worshipped uh, before the Lord, returned, came to the house, to Ramah. <clears throat> and the Bible says they went, and Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. You know, we're going to have to recognize and look for ways in which God will make provision at times. God will let me do this, and God will let me do this so that I can give here and I can give there. Come on, there's times that God offers opportunities that we can do things that we can, we can, we can, uh, that He will make provision for that. It, it's not always, it's not always that He just drops it out of the sky. It's not always that it just comes in the mailbox. I mean, sometimes He gives us work to do. To provide for such a thing that we can go ahead and give the way that God would have us to give. I mean, we we have to do our part also. I, I mean, I mean, there there might be times He gives a windfall, but we might also have to save money 
We might also look for ways to make a little extra money or budget our spending or whatever the case may be that we can do what God would have us to do. Faith promise is grace giving. It's grace giving. What, what do you mean, preacher? Well, seven times over in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9, Paul referred to God's grace in making provision through faith. He provided through faith, by grace. And God helps those who cannot help themselves, but you and I ought to do all we can and then leave the rest up to Him. We ought to be doing all we can. Make sure that we're doing what we can. And when He sees your heart and you doing your part, He will remember what He promised and provide through you. Come on, that's an awesome thing. That's a wonderful thing. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? We just do what God would have us to do, and then we watch Him work as only he can work. And so, God honors her promise. Look at verse number 20. It says, Wherefore it came to pass, when the time was come about, after Hannah had conceived, that she bare a son, and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. So, Hannah conceived, and she bore a son, and she named him Samuel, because I have asked him of the Lord. I love this because Hannah knew when her prayer was answered that it was a direct answer from God and His provision. I think we overlook things sometimes. The goodness of God. I think we overlook it sometimes. Every good gift, every perfect gift cometh from above. We know that's true. Come on, the book of James tells us that. And so those good things that happen to us as Christians, it comes from the Lord. No, we, we ought to be in the habit of thanking God when good things happen to us along the way. It's not just a stroke of luck. It, it's that we're willing to follow Him to the best of our ability and trust Him to do those things that we can't do. And He does bless along the way. And the more faith that we put on, in Him, the more, faith that we, the more faith that we put in Him, the more that He does. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So by faith, we do what He would have us to do. And here's the thing, if we're really doing what God would have us to do, I mean, God blesses that. Come on, He does bless our faith. Come on, we're doing things by faith. I mean, whether, whether it's the small things, whether it's, you know, by faith, we're, by faith we're reading our Bible, trusting God to speak to us. By faith we're praying as we speak to God and asking Him to do those things that we can. I mean, I mean we're living by faith. We're giving by faith. We're going by faith. I mean, every day is by faith. We get up and we thank God every morning for what, what God has given us, that He allows us to get out of bed, that He provides the food that's on the table, that we have clothes to wear, that we have a car to drive, that we have gas in the tank, or whatever the case may be. Come on, we're thanking God because He's the one that has provided all these things. <clears throat> well, preacher, but I work real hard for the money that comes in. Hallelujah, we're supposed to work hard according to the book of Genesis. I mean, we're supposed to labor. That's, that, that's the main thing. But I'm telling you, God gave you the health to do that. And if you have been product of a windfall, maybe an inheritance or whatever the case may be, God has provided that. Everything comes from the Lord. And, and, and the more that we acknowledge that, the more we acknowledge that it is God working in our life and that, it's that, 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 that He is there for us, the more He seems to do. But when we start taking credit for all these different things, why would we think that God would continue to bless and help and strengthen and guide and direct and all those things? Mercy, that's just the epitome of pride. And that's on God's, the top of God's hate list. You know, God gave us the health to get up and go to work. He gave us the ability to think, to have the jobs that we have, whatever the case may be. It's all about Him. 
and how He provides and what He does for us. Look at verse number 24. Uh, yes, verse number 24. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bullocks and one ephah of flour and a bottle of wine and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. Uh, and the child was young. And they slew a bullock and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed... And the Lord hath given me my petition, which I ask of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. He, and he, and he worshiped the Lord there. <clears throat> so she waited until Samuel was weaned, could feed himself. And although she did that, she didn't make excuses not to keep her promise. Well, Lord, you're giving me this son, and well, I sure could use him around here. I mean, you know, if I didn't take him to the temple, I mean, I could have him right here. He could do a lot of things for me. Come on, you following me here? No, no, she didn't try to make excuses like that. No, 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 no. She knew her son was from God. And so she didn't hang on. She didn't, she didn't, and she didn't give him grudgingly either. Hannah gave her child to God just as soon as she could. I, I mean, just as soon as he was, he was weaned, weaned she, she gave him. She didn't wait until, until he experienced this or that, until he was 18 years old or whatever the case may be. No, 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 no. And you know, once you make your faith promise, once you do that, you're supposed to give it. I, I mean, don't mess, don't, no, 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 don't mess around. Keep your promises to God. And trust Him. Trust Him. Trust Him to give. Trust Him to provide. Trust Him to bless. <clears throat> so let's think about the sustenance of the promise. Look in chapter 2, all the way down to verse 19. Stay with me, we're almost done. All the way down to verse ni number 19. The sustenance of the promise. Uh, chapter 2, verse 19. Moreover, his mother made him a little coat, and brought it to him from year to year when she came up with her husband to offer yearly sacrifice. And Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife and said, The Lord give thee seed of this woman for the loan which is lent to the Lord. And they went unto their own home. And the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bare three sons and two daughters. And the child Samuel grew before the Lord. So... We see here that even though she had taken her son up there, she didn't just give one time and then forget about it. Her gift to God required some maintenance. I mean, she went back every year and brought Samuel a little coat, taking care of that boy. But every year that coat, no doubt, grew a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. I mean, her giving grew each year. She did a little bit more each year, giving unto the Lord. And because of that, God blessed her with more children. God did that. And you've heard it said before, but it's absolutely the truth. You cannot outgive God. You're not going to outgive God. You can never outgive God, nor will He be your debtor. It's not going to happen. No. No. 
You will never be able to say, you'll never be able to say, well, I had to do without this, or my family has done without this because of our giving to God. You'll never be able to say that. Oh, no, 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 no. You're you're not going to be able to say that. If you're doing without, I can guarantee by the word of the Lord, it's not because that you tithe or give to missions by the grace of God. If you're doing without, you need to be sure that it's not a result of you not fulfilling your obligations or, or of you failing to put God first in your life because God deserves to be first. Fulfilling our fulfilling fulfilling our, our need, fulfilling our duty to Him in giving our tithe and fulfilling... Um, our, our love, showing our love for him and giving our offerings. Matthew 6.33 is still a very true verse where it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We just need to be willing to give to God the way that uh, God would have us to give. And this thing of faith promise missions, I, if you're not involved, I hope you'll get involved. I really do hope you'll get involved. What are we supposed to do, preacher? We're, we're supposed to pray and ask, Lord, what would you have me to give on a weekly basis this next year to Faith Promise Missions? And that you'd give that all all year long. And that all that uh, the money that comes in for Faith Promise Missions goes to missions. That's where it goes. And to missionaries. And it helps us to support more missionaries. And it helps us to help them in buying buildings and meeting their needs and all these different things that we have been able to do much of even this year. I'm very thankful for that. And we ask God what he'd have us to give. And then we, by faith, give. And we trust God to provide. And he does. He's never let us down. I can't think of one time, <clears throat> even in all of our time in traveling, being on the road uh, full time, we gave. We gave just the way that God would have us to give. And he always met the need, even though we lived by faith week after week, just trusting whatever the church was going to give us that week, wherever we were at preaching. And we just gave, we gave, and we gave the same amount, the amount that God had laid on our heart, and we just gave and watched God provide in an amazing way. Again, I don't want you to give one dime more than what God would have you to give, but I don't want you to give one dime less either because I want you to be blessed by God. I want you to see God working in your life. That's why I challenged you young people to give. Whether you get an allowance, whether you're working for getting something, whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm challenging you to give. And watch God work in your life. It will increase your faith now while you're still young and help you for the rest of your lives. But the rest of us ought to be doing the very same thing. And uh, as your pastor, I am challenging you. It's, you sound like you're talking right to us. Well, you're the ones that are here, so. Yeah, I am. I'm just challenging you to be faithful as God would have you to be faithful, that you might be blessed by God. It's an amazing thing when God begins to bless and meet needs and do all those things as you give the way that God would have you to give, and you can sit down and go, man, I can't even believe this. And many times you can't figure it out on paper. You can't figure it out the way that God is blessing. But He's blessing and meeting the need over and over and over again. Let's be faithful to do as God would have us to do in this coming year in a way of faith, promise, missions, giving.
don't think that you can't do it. Don't think you can't do it. Because by faith you can. If you'll just listen to God. Whatever amount he, whatever amount he lays on your heart, don't be afraid. Because he'll meet the need. And you'll be blessed because of it. You will be blessed because of it. Just like Hannah was blessed with more children because she's willing to do what God wanted her to do. The promise she made to God. Let's all stand. Stand with me. Next Sunday is Faith Promise Sunday. I hope that you have been praying and you have a card and ready to turn that in by next Sunday. Maybe you have a little trouble struggling with this, your faith, trusting that God's going to meet the need if you give the way that God would have you to give. I would encourage you even tonight to come and just ask the Lord, Lord, I just want to be sure. I just want to be faithful. I just want to be given the way that, that I'm supposed to give. And if you're here and you don't tithe, you don't give your tithe every week, I want to challenge you to come and just ask the Lord, Lord, give me the faith to trust you in that that I would give the way you would have me to give. I don't want to be robbing you, God. I don't want to be robbing you. I want to give the way you'd have me to give. Just let God have his way in the way of, of giving. I had someone tell me just, well, just yesterday, matter of fact, that, that the message that, that I preached last Sunday morning about giving, uh, someone said to them, well, I'm not real crazy that he preached on giving, but I know I needed to hear that. Yeah, we can be we can be sure that uh, if it comes out of this old black book, that we need to be mindful of whatever God would speak to us about. That's for sure. Father, bless now as only you can. I'm thankful for the faithful givers here at Riverside Baptist Church. And we have I, our church is so generous and so giving, and, and and Lord, they care about missions. I know that they do. And Father, we just want to be, we, we, we just want to be uh, faithful uh, to do what you'd have us to do in this coming year. And I don't know how you may have challenged hearts tonight, but Lord, I pray uh, that uh, your perfect will would be done in every life. And that this coming year that we'd be able to give even more than we've given in past years, uh, Lord, to fulfill the need of the missionaries. And Lord, maybe even support more uh, as the coming of Christ gets closer and closer. Bless this time of invitation. Lord, as folk folk need to come, I pray they will. We just ask your will would be done and ask these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Piano's going to play. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Some have already made their way to the altar. You need to come. Just let God have his way. I mean, let God speak to your heart. about what he would have you to do. How he would have you to give. It might be that you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. There's never been a time that you put your faith and trust in Christ. One of the most important things we'll ever do before we leave this world, leave this life, is making sure we have that settled, that we have made peace with God. Not by what we've done, but by what Jesus did for us all those years ago. 
we'd sure like to help you with that if you're here tonight that way. Cole's going to sing. Folks are praying. You still need to come. Why don't you let God have his way tonight? Sir.